Welcome to the Kook Center Podcast, and here's your host. Welcome, everyone. I am your damn guide, Arnie. Now, I'm about to take you through a fully functioning power plant. So please, no one wander off the damn tour. And please take all the damn pictures you want. Now, are there any damn questions? Yeah, we're going to get some damn bait. Michael Preston. This is the Coog Center Hour, CoogCenter.com season preview podcast. And ordinarily, this would is, this is kind of be mixed in with all the other podcasts we've been doing preseason and would really be building you up to, you know, the kickoff against uh, the opening game against Utah State. But that is not the case this year. This is a weird year. Capital W Weird. Do you say W or W? I say W. W. W? I say both. I, I, I even ramble on these. Uh, this is just one of those years, and I, I don't even know if you can use the term one of those years because we've never had one like this before, where, again, I would be cutting a podcast every week for a month leading up to the season because there would be so much to talk about and storylines and all that other stuff. I mean, for God's sake, we have a quarterback controversy again for the fourth time in as many years, our fourth different starter, but the third straight year where there's a quarterback controversy. Before the season, we don't know who the starter is going to be. And Nick Rolovich seems pretty committed to not telling anybody who the starter is going to be against Oregon State. But... It underscores just what an incredibly odd year it has been to get us to this point. It's I, I, I can't even begin to fathom just the time between the end of last season and the beginning of this season. There may have been more that happened in any, you know, was that a 10 or 11 month period in my life. And we still have a presidential election to go. We're not even going to talk about that, but that's pretty substantial. That's that's big. <laughs> that's a really important thing. I mean, besides the coronavirus, we have a new executive producer. And she's three and a half months old and she is growing like a weed. And so I know for myself, the football being back is just a little sense. I think for so many of you too, that it's it, something's normal again. Something is a little bit how it should be. And I, I think that I'm glad to see it get to this point. I'm sad that it took so long to figure out. And I'm also sad that we had to have a debate because we still had COVID-19 cases rampaging through the United States. And again, as we've explored in the past on this podcast, it is true that college students are less affected, but... Don't kid yourself into thinking the Pac-12 and Big Ten delaying things in August had anything to do with just the health and well-being of their student-athletes. They have the same data that you do. They know that a large majority of kids this age will recover from this virus fine over a period of time that may be longer than other similar viruses, but it was about liability. God forbid, again, that one kid that doesn't was projected to be a first-round NFL draft pick, and he had to play this year, boy, then do you have a problem. I think that's why you've seen seen a few players opting out. I mean, goodness me, 
Mike Leach has a little problem down at Mississippi State with his starting running back, doesn't he? So this has been, it, it has just been so weird. And the weirdness doesn't stop with a six-game schedule where you're crossing over against one team in the South and then you get to play a game the day of the Pac-12 championship against a team you don't know yet. And like I said before, I love that idea just permanently. But this is, it's a—it's only seven games. Maybe a bowl game? Maybe? I don't know. I don't even know what's going on with that. Nobody really knows what's going on with that. Everybody's just kind of flying by the seat of their pants right now. You don't really have... Have you ever been drunk enough <laughs> that when you're laying in bed and you're so dizzy, you just need to put your foot on the ground to remember that you're not moving? That is Cougar football right now. And I think I picked a pretty decent analogy. I think the other thing, too, for me is that with the seven-game schedule is that I, I find myself like, you know, I am amped up. I am excited to see who comes out at quarterback. I am excited to see Max Borgie. I am excited to see if the defense has improved. I am excited to see what the coaches have been able to do you know, with this defense because it, it was very bad last year. I'm looking forward to what Jake Dickert can do with them. So I want to see that. But at the same time, when you have this truncated schedule where you are, there is no ramp up, right? College football doesn't have a preseason like the NFL. I mean, the NFL didn't have one this year, but they have non-conference games and that's supposed to let you work the kinks out a little bit, especially for a school like Washington State that is going to have that ABC scheduling that Mike Leach loved for a very long time because of how far in advance you have to schedule these things. But you have that ramp up. Instead, you jump right in with Oregon State, a team who really doesn't like your new head coach and who I've, I've felt kind of over the last few years, there's been a bit of a budding dislike between these teams and fan bases. And it's kind of odd to say that because Oregon State has always kind of been that that brother from another state that I've always kind of loved and rooted for Oregon State. But I, I can definitely feel like that vitriol building up these past couple of years. But I guess my view on this season is that, I mean, it is a season, but is it really? This is like Schrodinger's season. And I don't even really know the Schrodinger's box analogy that well. I'm just full of analogies in this. But that this is a season, but it is not a season. The Pac-12 is going to make their TV money. Washington State gets relieved from that some of that financial hit they were expecting to take. But is it really a season? Because what you've got is, again, just seven games, no warm-up, no real spring practice to get used to things to then be followed by drills in the summer and then camp in the fall. Because it's hard enough to learn a new offense. It's even harder to do it over Zoom. It's even harder to do it on teams. It's damn near impossible to get it figured out. Same thing goes for the defensive players. So my approach with 2020... And I, I, I think this is a good one because I want to guard my heart a little bit. Is that this is a season. 
but these are games for Nick Rolovich and his staff to try to work some kinks out, to try to get figured out who the quarterback should be, to try and get the secondary figured out, to try and get the white or the offensive line settled. Because the other thing you need to remember too here is that anybody who doesn't want to leave doesn't have to. The NCAA has said nobody's going to be taking taking an eligibility hit by playing this year. Now, the difference, of course, is that is Washington State going to be able to afford to keep everybody? And and again, how does it work in the future where you would have, you know, over 100 scholarship players? Because heavens knows these freshmen coming in aren't going to want to be walk-ons. So what happens there? But again, that's kind of a, that's a problem for later on NCAA. That's a problem for later on Power 5 conferences. Nobody's really addressed it yet. Have you noticed that? Nobody's really talked about next year. Okay, well, what happens? Is it just a temporary one-time thing where you get to have as many scholarship, you know, you get to have up to, let's say, 110 scholarship players? That's probably going to be the case, I would expect. But nobody said anything. So this is kind of that season where it's a curse in that, you know, it's taken so long to get here and it's been so frustrating to get here but it's a blessing in that I I don't think I'm really going to think of it as Nick Rolovich's first season in Pullman. I don't really think I'm going to think about it as Cameron Cooper or Gunnar Cruz or Jaden Delora's first season as a quarterback for Washington State. Because heavens knows, you know, unless it's a single game record, nobody's setting year-long records this year uh and again you don't get that kind of soft landing into the season you just go straight into conference play and i mean washington state's schedule i mean i i i think the pac-12 media got it right they are certainly not the favorites in the pac-12 but oregon state oregon right off the bat not super helpful (laughs) you don't get the other worst team in the comp in the division stanford until the third week So, I don't know truly that I will look at this season and go, this is Nick Rolovich's first year. Now, if the Cougs win the Apple Cup, (laughs) this was, oh, I'm going to delete this. You will never hear this podcast again. It will disappear forever into the annals of history. Be like, I don't know, Atlantis. Nobody's ever going to find it. It's gonna be gone. I'm gonna draw, I'm gonna take the file. I'm actually gonna like find a way to print it off or put it on it. I'm gonna put it on a CD. Now, kids, a CD, a compact disc. I'm gonna throw it into the Duwamish River. No one's ever gonna see it again. So it's I I think that this reflects what a weird place we are all at. And I've said it before, and I will say it again. I am so happy to be in this weird place with Washington State Cougars fans. This is just such a weird family, and I love you guys so much. It's just such an odd family to be a part of. We're all just so, like, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. We're just, like, so dopey and in love with our school, and I'm just describing myself at this point, but I wouldn't take any other gang of dopes in the world. 
trust me i really do mean that it i i really and truly mean it i i wish so very much i could take our daughter to her first football game this fall that will have to wait until she is at least a year old next fall which i mean some other parents can probably tell me that that's probably a better thing that we're waiting uh until then but that'll have to wait and i'm fine with that because we at least get our foot on the ground a little bit right we get our foot on the ground to again figure out who is it going to be is it going to be cam and cooper is it going to be gunner cruz is it going to be Jaden delora i don't know nick rolovich gets a nice little benefit of COVID-19, of being able to, under the guise of health and safety, keep reporters out of camp. Nobody gets to watch camp. Period. And with no students on campus, we can't even really hope for somebody to go to the top of the Terrell Library and, like, stare down. We can't even do that. Or if we can, I have not been intrepid enough in recruiting someone to go do that, and someone needs to get me in touch with someone who can. But who's it going to be? Is it going to be Cam and Cooper, who has waited his turn only to now get here with a brand new coach who hasn't looked great in spring games, who's been struggling in scrimmages? Is it going to be Gunnar Cruz, the guy who just has the body, literally, 6'5", 200 pounds plus, of a quarterback? Or is it going to be Jaden Delora, the guy who Nick Rolovich recruited at Hawaii and whose body type might fit the run and shoot a little bit better? You're going to get your foot on the ground when you see Max Borgie running the ball a little bit more in this offense, being less of a pass catcher than he was in the air raid. Evans knows he's probably ready to do that, though he did, I mean, obviously commit to Mike Leach knowing that you're going to be catching a lot of passes. You get your foot on the ground with Jameer Calvin. Jameer Calvin's back. I'm so excited to see him after he redshirted last year. With Renard Bell, with Travell Harris, with Calvin Jackson. You get your foot on the ground to see if Jihad Woods can pick up where he left off his sophomore year. If he can be the guy from 2017 and 2018 again. You get to see if Travion Brown can really step up and, and, and be that guy at Mike Linebacker. You get to see what improvements the secondary has made. Or you get to see if there's a lot more work to do back there than even we previously thought. And we do think there's a lot of work to do back there. You get to see Blake Mazza nail field goals. You get to see Oscar Dragicevich win a Ray Guy Award. I'm calling it now. Oscar Dragicevich, Ray Guy Award winner. Greatest punter in college football. I won't have it otherwise. You get your foot on the ground with all that. You get to have something a little bit normal. And even though, for me, watching the games will not be normal, having to negotiate with a three to four to five month old to go to bed before daddy can sit in the TV room and yell at the football men, at least for a little while, a little bit, things will be normal. And that's what sports has always been to me and I think to all of us is it is that temporary little escape, though real life does have a tendency to, I don't want to say creep in, but it does have a tendency to be a part of it, and it will never not be that way. But it is at least something familiar. It is something comforting. It is something that provides you with camaraderie 
at a time where I understand how hard it can be to feel that camaraderie. We're all getting used to, or a lot of us are getting used to working from home and not seeing coworkers, to not having those interpersonal relationships that we're used to. But this provides at least a little sense of community, even if we can't be in Pullman this fall. I will tell you one thing that I know for damn well sure is that this, all of this, is going to make that first Boone's Pass at the Coog actually taste good next fall. I am not joking about that. I am not joking about that even a little bit. It's your foot on the ground. Just remember that. It's your foot on the ground. Just something that feels a little bit. Just a little bit. Even for a few hours every weekend. Just a little bit. Like you're used to. We'll be here every week during the season previewing each of Washington State's opponents during the 2020 season. It may just kind of be a little bit of an exhibition as far as we're concerned, but we're going to treat it like it's a real season. I mean, it is a real season in that sense. And we hope you enjoy each one of our shows. We look forward to doing all of them and to you listening to the Kook Center Hour.